Good morning. Today is Sunday, the 23rd of June, 2019. This is the second Sunday after Pentecost, proper seven. I'm J.K., your friendly, regular person host for morning prayer. I'm going to do something a little bit differently than I usually do on Sundays. I'm uh, having church, or hashtag church, if you will, out at um, the most beautiful place in the world, Hopewell Airport, otherwise sometimes known as Chapin Airport, in Hopewell, New York. It's kind of near Canandaigua. So I'm literally sitting in the glow of the rising sun and saying this prayer this morning. And I am not attending my home church in Buffalo. So instead of reading the daily office readings before going to church, like I usually do, I am going to read the lectionary readings that will be read in church today because that helps me feel connected and part of the greater voice of the church community. Um, Additionally, we're having special prayer time this morning for healing for a friend and her broken heart. So that's what we are doing. (laughs) And it's been a little bit of a hectic morning already, and I've been up since about 0315. (laughs) So bear with me as we go here. So our readings this morning are Psalms 42 and 43, 1 Kings 19, 1 through 4, 8 through 15a, Isaiah 65, 1 through 9, Galatians 3, 23 through 29, and Luke 8, 26 through 39. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. O God, be not far from us. Come quickly to help us, O God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ has triumphed over death. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to the Lord a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. 
In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Christ has triumphed over death. Come, let us worship. Psalms 42 and 43. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me continually, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I went with the throng and led them in procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and songs of thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep at the thunder of your cataracts. All your waves and your billows have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I walk about mournfully because the enemy oppresses me? As with a deadly wound in my body, my adversaries taunt me, while they say to me continually, Where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From those who are deceitful and unjust, deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you cast me off? Why must I walk about mournfully because of the oppression of the enemy? O oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And I will praise you with the harp, O oh God, my God. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him my help, and my God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. First Kings, chapter 19, verses 1 through 4 and 8 through 15a. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. 
He looked, and there at his head was a cake, baked on hot stones, and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank. Then he went into then he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 16, the Song of Zechariah. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Galatians, chapter 3, verses 23 through 29. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer... Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. 
And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle K, a song of our adoption. Blessed are you, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for you have blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Before the world was made, you chose us to be yours in Christ, that we should be holy and blameless before you. You destined us for adoption as your children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of your will, to the praise of your glorious grace that you have freely given us in the Beloved. In you we have redemption through the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of your grace which you have lavished upon us. You have made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of your will, according to your good pleasure which you set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to gather together all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the land, into the lake, and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to you, Lord Christ. Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. We will, as we have been, pray intercessory prayers of healing from Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. I am going to pause the recording and say those names out loud. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Answer our prayer. Holy God, source of health and salvation, answer our prayer. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, answer our prayer. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, answer our prayer. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, answer our prayer. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Answer our prayer. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Answer our prayer. Jesus, child of Mary, you embrace the world with your love. Answer our prayer. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Answer our prayer. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. Answer our prayer. Jesus, Son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Answer our prayer. Jesus, eternal Christ, you prom- your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Answer our prayer. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. 
Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Jesus, Lamb of God, answer our prayer. Jesus, bearer of our sins, answer our prayer. Jesus, redeemer of the world, answer our prayer. We will read in place of the Our Father, the Queen's Prayer by Tanya Gonzalez. Divine Mother within and around me, blessed be your name. Thy queendom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in the universe. Give me this day my daily light and life to bless, honor, and prosper myself and others. Because I love myself, I forgive myself. Lead me away from all that harms or hurts and replace it with what heals me. Thank you, Divine Mother within and around me. As above, so below, blessed be. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ, who suffered and died for us, conquered death, and now reigns with you in glory, Hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. Jesus, at Gethsemane, you toiled with terrifying choices. Be with all those now who struggle with a fearful choice of treatments which promise much discomfort and offer no guarantee of long-term good. Help them know that you will bless their choice. And good savior, good savior, be their companion on the way. Amen. O oh God, who gathered Rachel's tears over her lost children, Hear now my sorrow and distress at the death of my expected child. In the darkness of loss, stretch out to me the strength of your arm and renewed assurance of your love. Through your own suffering and risen child, Jesus. Amen. May God, the holy and undivided Trinity, bless us, heal us, 
Give us strength. Guard our bodies, save our souls, and bring us safely to God's heavenly country, where God lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, watch with us over your children and hear our yearning that they may be restored to health. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Gentle Jesus, stay beside your children through this day. Take away their pain and anxiety and suffering. Keep them safe. Help them in their fear. Make their bodies strong again and their hearts glad. Thank you for your love which surrounds them always. Amen. Jesus, our Redeemer, good shepherd of the sheep, you gather the lambs and carry them in your arms. We entrust our children to your loving care. Relieve their pain, restore in them your gifts of joy and strength, and raise them up to a life in your service. Hear us, we pray, for your dear namesake. Amen. Gentle Jesus, though we are not worthy to have you come under our roof, you are God's word made healing to us. Be with us now, that we may know your presence in one another and rise up in joy to greet you. Grant this for your love's sake. Amen. Blessed Jesus, living water, solid rock, uphold your children, loose the fetters of sickness, break their yokes of pain, and from this land of affliction lead them home. Amen. Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness for which we have no cure, as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own. Deliver them from fear and pain. And send your archangel Raphael to minister to their needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Merciful God, in your love and wisdom you know the needs and fears of your people before we can name them. Grant that your children and all we who watch with them may be enabled to surrender all their cares to you all our cares to you. As you care for us, give us peace of mind and unshakable trust in you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in your last agony, you commended your spirit to your Father. We seek your mercy for your children and all who are dying. May death become for them as it was for you a birth to everlasting life. Receive those whom we commend to you with the blessed assurance that whether we wake or sleep, we remain with you, one God, forever. Amen. Merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of your loved ones. Comfort us, Grant us the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you, and help us to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. In your tender mercies, O God, remember your children who expect or have just received a grave diagnosis. 
Help them to trust in your goodness and believe that after a time of trial, they shall be established on the firm foundation of your deliverance. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this day and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to your children for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the word made flesh, you overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Father, Grant your children, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your children the anxieties that perplex them, the despair that frightens them, and their frustration at their inability to think clearly. Help them to discover your forgiveness in their memories and know your peace in their distress. Touch them, O Lord, and fill them with your light and your hope. Amen. God, the strength of the weak and the comfort of those who suffer, hear our prayers and grant your children the power of your grace, that their sickness may be turned into health and our sorrow into joy. For Jesus Christ's sake, amen. Spirit of all healing, visit your children. In your power, renew health within them and raise them up in joy according to your loving kindness, for which we give thanks and praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. Gracious God, only source of life and health, help, comfort, and relieve your children, and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs, that their weakness may be turned to strength and confidence in your loving care. For the sake of Jesus Christ, amen. Holy and blessed one, shine on any of your children who who lie sleepless. Illumine their spirits and give them rest in you. That they, may be, that they may recognize you as the true God who brings us out of darkness into our eternal light. Amen. O God, our refuge and strength, in this place of unrelenting light and noise, enfold your children in, in your holy darkness and silence, that they may rest secure under the shadow of your wings. Amen. <coughs> Sanctify, O Lord, the sickness of your servants, that the sense of our weakness may add strength to our faith and seriousness to our repentance, and grant that we may live with you in everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Loving God, we pray that you will comfort your children in their suffering, lend skill to the hands of their healers, and bless the means used for their cure. Give them such confidence in the power of your grace that even when they are afraid, they may put their whole trust in you through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Strengthen your servants, O God, to go where they have to go and bear what they have to bear, that accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, and technicians, they may be restored to wholeness with a thankful heart. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Holy One, you do not distance yourself from the pain of your people, but in Jesus bear that pain with us and bless all who suffer at others' hands. Hallow our flesh and all creation. With your cleansing love, bring healing and strength to your children, and by your justice lift them up, that in the body you have given them, they may again rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. O blessed Lord, you ministered to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, Give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. Lord Christ, you came into the world as one of us and suffered as we do. As we go through the trials of life, help us to realize that you are with us at all times and in all things, that we have no secrets from you, and that your loving grace enfolds us for eternity. In the security of your embrace, we pray. Amen. God, your loving kindness never fails, and your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for giving your children relief from pain and hope of health renewed. Continue the good work begun in them, that increasing daily in wholeness and strength, we may rejoice in your goodness, and so order our life always to think and do that which pleases you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Loving God, inspire by your Holy Spirit those who are afraid of losing hope, especially your children for whom we now pray. Give them a fresh vision of your love, that they may find again what they fear they have lost. Grant them your powerful deliverance through the one who makes all things new. Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Giver of all grace, we pray your peace, which passes all understanding, for those who are developmentally disabled. Grant that they may always be sustained in love, their gifts honored, and their difficulties understood, that none may add to their troubles. We ask this in the name of the one who comforted those who were troubled in mind, Jesus our Savior. Amen. We'll use as a prayer for mission the prayer attributed to St. Francis. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. 
where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. All right, so now is uh, my time to talk about our readings this morning and my thoughts thereon. So let's start as we usually do, where we started in the readings, with the Psalms. We used Psalm 42 and, and 43 today, and, and these are beautiful ones to me where they, they, the psalmist just really cries out to God um, and trusts in God that God will bring the psalmist to him, that they will be reunited. But he, he definitely plums, or she plums the depths of his soul, that, that he pours out every bit of his feeling and lays it before God. He holds nothing back. He is afraid of nothing. I think you guys have heard me say before about how I had a pastor when I was overseas that talked about not saying out loud your fears because then the evil one would know. The evil one cannot snatch anything that is between you and God. But you do have to be careful that you're talking to God, that you're not inviting somebody or something else in and speaking with them. I think that's why preparing a spiritual space is so important. That's why I'm sitting out here at the airfield. That's why I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning and came out here to pray as the sun rose because that to me is a special observance and a way of preparing this space, this beautiful space, and clearing it for blessing. But then, beloveds, we can just lay, lay it all out before God. We don't have to filter anything for God. We can talk to God just as we are. We can come just as we are. We can be ugly and naked and wounded. And God loves it. God loves us just like that. And we are ever precious in God's sight. And God can heal and redeem all of it but it is the act of giving it to God that opens the conduit of healing. Amen? Our Old Testament reading really kind of talks about that preparation. I mean, here the prophet's being told, um, Elijah is being told, to be specific, that he needs to like eat and get ready. Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. The Spirit is preparing him, just as the Spirit prepares us. We f I find that if we're tuned into the Spirit, the Spirit will tell us exactly what, not just tell us, but give us exactly what we need in preparation. And not all of our life is in, in forward motion. There are times spent at base camp preparing to ascend the mountain. And those times are just as important as the time spent climbing. I think any climber would tell you that. Um, and then nature prepares the way for God. Uh, the wind. And, and this too, I think, kind of speaks to John and Jesus because nature is of God, but nature is not God, just as John was of Jesus, but is not Jesus. And nature prepares the way for God 
in this case and in many cases, just as John prepared the way for Jesus. So the wind comes, and God's not in the wind, but the wind clears the space, and the earthquake comes, and the fire comes, and none of those are God, but they are of God, and they are making way for God, and so do the times in our life. When we allow the space to be cleared, when we're not putting up sandbags in our souls, when we're letting ourselves be sometimes painfully but cleansingly scraped out and washed out and blown out and made clean and clear, then God comes in the emptiness. God comes in the silence. When our junk is cast out, there's space for God. Make space for God. And God alone. Because if we just fill it right back up with more junk, then we have missed an opportunity. It's not irredeemable. Nothing is. God can redeem everything. God will give us more opportunities. But we've missed that one. If we haven't allowed space to be made and we haven't allowed the space to be filled with God. So, Lord, here's my prayer for us today. May that which comes before you, may that who comes before you and is of you, clear the way, make space, prepare us, help us to prepare, most especially the Holy Spirit. May we heed the preparation of the Holy Spirit in our spirits, souls, and bodies, our hearts, minds, and wills, that we may be clear, prepared, and sacred, dedicated to you and to you alone, O God. And may we meet you in the peaceful and contemplative silence of our hearts. Amen. And now our reading from Galatians about faith, which is beautiful and hard, (laughs) very hard to put into practice. It'd be so much easier to just follow the letter of the law, right? To live our lives that way in clear black and white. But that's just not the way it is. The law prepares the way for faith. It says here, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Law knew faith was coming and faith came. On the foundation of law, I think might be the way to say it. And and there's something to be said for the security of a prison, right? Or at least we think there is. I guess now is not the time to go into a conversation about the justice system in America and the prison system in America and all that kind of thing. But you can probably guess where I might, might have been going with that. I say that as a former law enforcement officer. But... It's not the people, I think, that are broken so much, any more than all people are broken. It's the system that's broken. And that's what faith did. Faith came to heal the family system in which we live and move and have our being, as it were, right? So should our earthly systems be healed by faith. Amen. And praise God. Because that would truly be justice. That would truly be, as verse 24 says, 
we might be justified by faith. And then the writer goes on to remind us that we who are in Christ have clothed ourselves with Christ. Christ covers every area that we fall short. He makes what we have more than enough. Christ and only Christ completes us. That's why some of this bullshit about people completing each other and us finding our other half is absolute crap. I think it's an unhealthy myth that gets us into bad places in relationships. It is Christ and Christ alone who can complete us. And if God is not present in the relationship, then the relationship is incomplete. And and that can take many forms. Um, Both of my most, actually, I would say all of my most beloved people in my life believe a little bit differently than I do. God shows up a little bit differently for them because God comes to us each in a way that we can receive. And it is the universal Christ that should be in our relationships. But we should not try to force or bend others' vision of God to match our own. God, let us recognize God in ourselves, in others, and in the universe for what God is and see God with the help of the Holy Spirit truly and clearly. And may our relationship with God be first and foremost and all others follow. Amen. And the writer goes on to say that we are no different. And different means stratified in this case. None of us is better than another. It doesn't matter color, sex, gender, background, finances. My God and your God and their God and our vision of God and ourselves We are all equals. We are all the same. We all get the same amount of blessing and love and devotion from Christ. And that amount is everything. It is immeasurable. It is not deemed out. It is not doled out. It is not nickel and dimed. It is given abundantly and freely and overflowingly to all of us. This is so important for us as children of God to understand. It is a symptom of our Christian culture that we believe that some people are more godly than other people. Let me tell you, they are not. Each of us has a clear path to God. Christ did that for us. We are all unique, but none of us have a bigger share of Christ than than another. And praise God that we know and respect that and love each other. Amen. For all of us are one in Christ, and we belong to Christ, and so we are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. We are all heirs. We all get equal shares in the inheritance of Christ. Praise God and amen. Now, our gospel reading. So this is probably a familiar story about the man with the many demons. It's even been 
kind of commercialized. There are a couple things that I find interesting here. One is that Jesus gave the demons permission. So I don't think that this is what some of us believe, that demons and Satan act under the bidding of God. So in a sense, they're like the bad cop, but all working for the same captain. That's not the case. In this case, Jesus encountered the demons and he bound them by his power and by his will. And could Jesus bind all the demons in the world? Absolutely. But I think that free will was extended to all of God's creation. And I think that when it gets twisted and perverted, he doesn't revoke it. I do believe that Satan and all his demons had their beginning as holy creation, as God's children. And they became perverted and twisted. I believe that even they are redeemable. So I don't think that we should take this to say that Christ commands all the demons all the time. I think that in this instance, because it was the right thing, in the right time, and none of us can know the right thing in the right time because only God knows, Jesus commanded the demons. And I think it's very interesting that when the people come and see the man healed, they're afraid. I think great power scares us, whether it is used for good or for evil. I think great power used for good scares a lot of people. Um, just in general, um, I think it's kind of a human thing. I think even when power works through us, it's kind of scary. I will tell you it's exhausting and scary for me when God's healing power flows through me. And I think what we do with that is, is, is we take it for the reverence that it is, the holy reverence. We should be afraid of that great power. And so we should be humble in channeling it, wielding it, however you want to say it, because it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to God. And then I think it's interesting that the people didn't want him there. They were scared of that healing. How many times have we been scared of the healing, right? <laughs> and so he got in the boat and he returned. And it makes me think of repentance. Repentance is returning. So God found that God was not welcome in that place. So God returned to God's place, or a place where God was welcome. So I think that's why preparing the space for God is so important. We need to drive out that which is not from God and welcome God in and prepare the space for God, that God doesn't find us unwelcoming. And then the man... Okay, let's back up a little bit too. The swine herds ran off and told it in the city and in the country. They proclaimed what had happened. And I think it's very interesting. I wonder what, what and how they told it in the city and the country, that then when the other people came, they were afraid. I think sometimes the message gets warped in the giving, right? We've talked about that before. So maybe there are a couple really important things to remember here to clear the space for God and 
God coming in and then to clear the passage for the message going out so that our input and our output um, or our transmission and receipt or however you want to put it, or receipt and transmission rather to not have uh, mixed up parallelism there, but um, are clear that we both clearly receive and then we clearly transmit. And sometimes that means fine-tuning the way either of those things are done, both fine-tuning so that we can hear from God where we are, when we are, how we are, and then fine-tuning so that whoever we're sending the message to can clearly hear from God through us, wherever, however they are. Because if the message is given in a way that it cannot be interpreted, received, clearly, then it can become very problematic. So Jesus sends him away and he says, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Do you think this is a second chance for Jesus' message of healing to come across? I think that it might be. I think that the swineherds go out and they don't quite transmit properly. And so Jesus says, more than being with me, because you have already been with me and I am already in you, the best thing that you can do is go out and spread the message in a way that is clear and can be understood. God sends many messengers because God has many who need to receive the message. And not everybody can tune to everybody else's frequency. Amen? <laughs> so, Lord, let us just, just help us. Just help us receive and transmit clearly. Help us be conduits of your blessing and your love and your healing. In the holy name of your Son, Jesus Christ, your blessing on this day and all of our actions in it. And may it be your words and your spirit that move in and through us. I pray for your healing and transformative and redemptive power to work miracles in myself and in those I love and those whom I have prayed for and all of your children today, God. And I have faith that you will do so because it, it is your love to love us. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy has always protected us and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.